gospel reading is from Luke, the 21st chapter, verses 25 through 36. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Here ends the Gospel reading. When I was in my 20s, we lived in a tiny house in rural Berks County. The closest house to the west was a horse farm about a half a mile away. One fall night, our dog, Julie, who usually slept peacefully, curled up between us, began barking like crazy. After holding her comfortably in my arms and petting her softly, she finally calmed down and stopped barking. Now with her quiet, we could hear a panicked voice calling, help me, in the distance. What do we do? What could be happening? Is someone in trouble? Is someone tricking us to come out into the darkness? The only way to find out would be to go to where the voice was coming from. I grabbed a flashlight and a kitchen knife. Maybe I watched a, a few too many horror movies, but having a knife made me feel a little bit comfortable, a little safer. I headed out into the darkness, finding that the calls for help were coming from the direction of the horse farm. No one else was hearing the voice in the night because my neighbor to the east was away overnight. My small flashlight did little to break the midnight darkness. I continued down the road toward the cries for help. Those cries now sounded less ghostly and more panicked. The shadowy image of a jeep sideways in the road came into view. As I approached, things became more clear. A person was on the ground with one of the back tires on his leg. Somehow the jeep had flipped and the young man was thrown from the jeep. Upon checking his condition, I found that he had many scrapes and bruises, but the tire was the big problem. What do I do? The answer seemed clear. Get the tire off of him. But how? The front tires were down into the shoulder of the road. 
so I couldn't push the Jeep off of him. The only option was to drive it off, so I needed to see if the Jeep would start. After several tries, it finally started, and I began to move it very, very slowly. I had barely moved the Jeep when the young man screamed, Stop! I looked, and the tire was still on his leg, but moving the car would bring him much pain as the weight of the tire was removed. I tried to explain that to him. He had a hard time believing me, but said I should just go ahead and do it. So I got back in the Jeep and moved it while he screamed in pain. His screaming stopped, and I stopped the Jeep. He was free. I helped him into the Jeep, and we drove toward the house. So should I have been afraid to go out in the night? Should I have taken the knife? Should I have waited for help before moving the Jeep, especially when he screamed in pain? So how does this story relate to the gospel reading for this week? Unfortunately, some look at this reading out of context and believe it's definitely about the apocalypse. But this passage is part of Luke's narration of the exchange between Jesus and some of his disciples about the temple's future. If we go back to the beginning of his exchange, we find Jesus announcing that not one stone will be left upon another as he talks about the destruction of the temple. The disciples then ask him, Teacher, when will this be, and, and what will be the sign that all this is about to take place? Jesus' initial answer indicates that neither conflicts between nations nor natural disasters would be signs of what's coming. Rather than being anxious about such dreadful portents and great signs from heaven, Jesus exhorts his disciples to endure. But when they see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, they will then know that its desolation has come near. At that time, they should flee Jerusalem, and, and those outside the city should stay out. The Romans did destroy Jerusalem and the temple when putting down the Jewish rebellion in A.D. 70. This catastrophic event must have seemed like the end of the world to Jews of that time. As Jesus continues, is this discussion still about the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, or has Jesus' exhortation turned to the end of the world? Does it matter for us today? I say that it does not. Just as I misread the cries for help in the middle of the night, many have pointed to the events of today over and over again that they are signs of the apocalypse. My fears were real, but in reality they were greater than reality of the chance of being harmed. It's okay for the disciples to dread the destruction, Jesus foretells, but don't misread what is happening before then. There were devastating things before the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem. There have been and will be devastating things in our time. I've heard some say that the things going on in the world today are signs of the end time. Let's look at Jesus saying about the fig tree for some answers here. 
Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near, Jesus says. Translating this figure of speech, the parable states the obvious. No one will miss summer's approach. When trees put out their leaves, anyone and everyone knows that summer isn't far away. There is no need to refer to a calendar, hear a weather forecast, or look for cryptic and unusual signs that require the interpretive skills of a shaman. Jesus foretold that the army surrounding Jerusalem was an unmistakable sign. The coming of the destruction of the world will be obvious, so we don't need to keep looking for signs in every disaster or conflict. The reality is that most of these things are caused by us, and God is not going to save us from the consequences of our own destructive behavior. The young man in my story was intoxicated that night, and his actions had consequences. Sometimes our actions have consequences for more than just us, but also for others in the world. So does God actually not care about us or, or what we do to the world? Of course God does. We and the earth are all God's creation. God came to us in Christ Jesus to redeem us from our sin. Remember, we are saved by God's grace. So why does sinfulness still remain? Well, it's that nasty little thing called free will. The events of the night of the Jeep accident were the consequences of the choices of that young man and myself. Julie's barking and waking up, us up was not a miracle, and so on and so on. I'm not sure if that young man learned any lessons from that night. Calling 911 brought the police and him charges of drunk driving, so he was actually angry at us for what we did. But that doesn't stop me from helping people in need. I may choose to do that no matter what the consequences might be for me. I'm still afraid, though. If I choose to look past those fears anyway and do what is right, it is not because I believe God will protect me from any immediate dangers. It's because I know what God has already told me. If the ultimate consequence is death, I will still be with God always. When these things begin to take place, Jesus tells his disciples to stand up and raise their heads because their redemption is drawing near. Rather than giving into fear of what the future might hold, know that it will be a day of hope for them and for us and will point to our redemption. From Jesus' perspective, when the disciples and we see these things unfolding, we are to remain steadfast, confident in God's promises. These events, though disturbing on one level, shouldn't surprise the disciples or us because Jesus has already spoken about them ahead of time. In short, Jesus' words are to reassure. So we are free to live, in the words of the Apostle Paul, in faith, hope, and love. Amen.